0: You know what makes it even more amazing though, is when you walk in and you see the same people's faces in there making a difference and asking what you'd like. And it's the familiarity with the people that you walk in and making suggestions. That's what it's all about. That's what makes the difference, you know? That's what really makes the difference. You can have a beautiful store. You can have amazing product. You can have the perfect location, but if you don't have the people, that represent what's in there, that are standing there and connecting with the customers walking in, then you have nothing. Yeah. That is the most important part, you know? Yeah.
1: My name is Ellie Cody, and this is Manhattan Sideways. On this episode, recorded in August of 2018, we spoke to Bill Rhodes of Seize Candies. Here's what Betsy Polivy, founder of Manhattan Sideways, had to say about this business. Stepping inside Seize Candy is like stepping back in time and having a piece of Americana thrown right at you. It is just spectacular from the chandeliers to the black and white tiled flooring. And needless to say, the candy itself, the chocolates are just scrumptious. But then meeting Bill, who's so passionate about his product and about the history of C's Candy, makes the whole experience well worthwhile to visit 8th Street.
0: Uh, my name is Bill Rhodes, mm-hmm. and I proudly work at C's Candies at 60 West 8th Street in Greenwich Village.
1: All right. And where are you from originally?
0: I'm originally from Ohio, a small town in Ohio that I grew up there. And then in 1994, I actually moved here to New York City. So I, I've called New York my home for 25 years.
1: Okay. What made you move to New York originally?
0: You know, it's, that's an interesting story. In uh, 1994, I was working for Johnson Johnson in uh-huh. pharmaceuticals. I was one of the top sales representatives for the country. And to make a very interesting story more interesting, I met a man <laughs> by the name of Christopher Radco, uh-huh. who was a glass Christmas ornament designer. I loved the holidays and Christmas. And so I moved to New York City to help build his company, which was called Christopher Radco. And we did glass Christmas ornaments. And I worked for him for 10 years, uh, expanding the company in the role of his salesman to uh, the most important stores in the country. And that's what brought me to New York originally. Okay. So I did leave New York City for about three years, and I moved to Omaha, Nebraska. But after three years in Omaha, I realized that my heart was still in New York. Mm -hmm. And so I returned back to New York City in 2006, where I've remained since that time, Uh just because I really love New York, and I, I missed it. So I came back.
1: What did you miss about it?
0: You know, the thing is, I grew up in a little town in Ohio. So I thought moving to Omaha would be, again, like my childhood. Right. Which it was, you know. I tell people the interesting thing about New York versus a small town in the Midwest is that in New York, if you get sick with a cold, Uh I'd say, people will say, okay, well, let's not meet tonight because I don't want to catch your cold, okay? Uh In the Midwest, where I grew up, or in Omaha, Nebraska, if you get sick with a cold and you tell your friend you're sick with a cold, they immediately start cooking chicken noodle soup on Uh the stove and say, when will you be there? I'll bring over a fresh pot of homemade chicken noodle soup. So it's the best way that I can kind of explain to people just the differences of that in a a small way, you know? But I missed the energy, of course. Mm -hmm. I missed the food. I missed the people. And I just missed the dichotomy of the people that you meet, you know. Mm-hmm. Growing up where I grew up, you would meet people and you would say, What do you do? And you know, they would be an accountant or they would work at the bank or something like that. In New York, you meet people and you say, Oh, what do you do? And this person's a costume designer and this person is the head food blogger of the <laughs> world. And you know, you just meet such a different mix of people. Right. Huge diversity. Huge diversity. Yeah, you know. And it's just one of the aspects of New York that you really need to understand about new york mm-hmm. the The melting pot that we have here of mm-hmm. people is just very exciting, and when you embrace it and live it and love it, it's very hard to be able to ever leave. yeah, you know it's hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: and now you're contributing to that diversity I in am. some way by um running seas candy here.
0: That's right. so you know, a few years ago. I continued my jewelry career and I did high jewelry for Cartier, Harry Winston, Uh Chanel, Tiffany. So I was the guy that sold all the beautiful pieces of jewelry to all the wonderful clients of the world. And one day I was sitting in one of those rooms waiting for clients to walk in to purchase a very nice piece of jewelry. And I realized it was very quiet all day. Mm -hmm. The same night, the same client that I'd worked with previously, took me to dinner at one of the lovely restaurants of New York. Uh And you could not get a reservation. The place was completely slammed with people. Uh And people were spending $1,000 on a table.
1: Total Gatsby scene. Total. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And the thing is, what I realized is that people were starting... The the trend of life is more towards experience. Uh Uh-huh. And it's it, it was becoming more about an experience and things that give you pleasure, whether it's a vacation, yeah. whether it's um, a dinner, but it was much more experience-related. Mm-hmm. And as such, I thought to myself, as looking around, I thought, you know, people are really drawn to product that they love and that they can use and perhaps give as a gift and... Um, More so that versus product that you can't do anything with necessarily. For Mm -hmm. instance, in the 1955, a man would walk into a jewelry store and spend $500,000 on a beautiful necklace and take it home to his wife and she'd wear it to dinner that night and she'd wear it every week. Now, today, it's changed. A gentleman that even may have $500,000 to spend on a beautiful necklace If he does bring it home for his wife, she may say, what am I going to do with this? Mm -hmm. What, wear it on New Year's Eve? I can't even wear it on New Year's Eve. So life has changed. If, however, he comes home and says, I bought you a $500,000 trip around the world. Right. She would be thrilled and say, when are we going? Yeah. So it showed me that the experiences people are having is much more important than tangible things sometimes. Yeah. And because of that, I really started thinking, what in New York is the one thing that we do not have that we should have? Uh Okay. So I started thinking about that. I thought, you know what? We have La Durée from Paris. Uh We have everything here in New York. You really don't have to go to another country in the world to find something. Usually we have it available somewhere in New York City. It's very rare that we don't but there was one thing in New York and through working for Mr. Buffett's company, there was one thing I realized that is the best thing in America (laughs) that New York didn't have. And it was like a light bulb went off to me and I said, you know what? Why isn't there Seize Candies in New York City? It's the best American made delicious chocolate there is. And with over 200 stores on the West Coast, why, you know, isn't there one right. on the East Coast? And the fact is that Seize Candies always wanted a store here, but could never do it because they never had someone like me mm-hmm. to work towards the goal of finding the right place, knowing the market, knowing the people, et cetera. Yeah. So we teamed up together to make sure that we could bring Seize Candies to New York City and... It's been great because now they have they've trusted me to work towards the goal of introducing new people to Sees but bringing Sees candies to New York for all the people that know and love it for years and years, yeah. you know.
1: How did you reach out to them to to talk about your idea? So so um
0: I had reached out to the president of Sees Candies and he had told me, "Bill, we really want to do it, but the only way we can do it is if we have someone like you to lead the ship, if you will, and yeah. to really, you know, help us to do it. So we have a partnership where I am the one that they've entrusted to make sure that Seas Candies can be successful in New York City because it is a very difficult market in terms of where do you place the store? Mm-hmm. How do you introduce it to to fellow New Yorkers, you mm-hmm. know? And it's been so great because it's finally a brand that's here that people have wanted for so many years. And it's finally been a way for us to bring C's Candies to New York finally. So I am really proud to be able to work for them and to, to really bring C's Candies here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it's made a difference in so many people's lives. And there's such an emotional connection with it that really resonates to me because for my career, I always was surrounding important pieces of jewelry or something that is around emotional connections or anniversaries or birthdays or special occasions, the birth of a first mm-hmm. child. And sees Candies is the same kind of thing. There's very, it's very rare when you can find something, any brand that you look at or you, or you eat, or you enjoy, or you see, and it's an instant memory of your childhood, yeah. you know? And look, in life, life is not easy sometimes. Sometimes we need something that gives us strength and stabilizes us based on our memories. Mm-hmm. And that's what See's Candies is for mm-hmm. so many people. It's it's that. And for me, having been in retail for 30 years, I understand that connection too with customers, yeah. you know, that is really about connecting with the customers. And look, in a day and age where people are you know, going online or making those kind of purchases, I think people are underestimating the value of a store that you walk into Mm -hmm. that knows your name, that will hug you when you're having a bad day, Mm -hmm. will give you a piece of chocolate to cheer you up on your birthday Mm -hmm. and to really make an experience happen, you know? You cannot get that unless you're walking into a store and someone's greeting you there. And that is priceless and invaluable. And that... You know, the malls, for instance, all those places that seem like less and less our people are going to, et cetera. Mm -hmm. A mall is more than just a place with stores in it. A mall, when I was young, was a place that you went on Saturday nights that you saw your friends. And that someone that you might not have seen in three months, you finally can greet and welcome and hug, you know? And with all modern technology, I know it's great in so many ways, but the personal aspect of one-on-one relationships of meeting people or seeing people is unfortunately going away and yeah. i think people i think that that socially is is something that we're lacking yeah i think we really need to go back to that and remember that you know new york city was built on the small wonderful little stores that people walked into that you built yeah. relationships with, where you saw the little boy that was five years old grow up to graduate from high school and you went to his high school graduation and gave him a box of chocolate of just his favorite flavors, you know? It's more about the experience that you get walking into those mom and pop stores around the corner that that really make New York what it is. Yeah, And I think people just really need to sit back and remember that and think about it and think about, the impact they ha- that, that that can have on their lives, yeah, you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Can you tell me a specific story that you remember about a customer coming in and, and just having a really amazing experience with you?
0: Yeah, so it was Valentine's Day. It was the first Valentine's Day I was open, and... Um, a man came in. He wanted to buy a one-pound box of heart chocolates, and he insisted on picking his flavors. You know, he pulled out a little piece of paper, and um, he said that he had met the woman that he had, of his dreams, that he had never thought in his life he could love someone as much as this woman he loved, and that they were married the previous June, and um, that her father gave her away and that her father had passed away in the fall of that year. And he didn't know what C's Candies was, but he knew that every year on Valentine's Day that her father picked out the special flavors that she loved in a Valentine's heart box. And he drove four hours to get to my store on Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day and picked out the exact flavors that she loved and told her that he never wanted her to be out without the chocolates that she grew up with from her father. And he knew how much it meant to her and that it touched her life so much that he did never wanted a Valentine's Day to go without that memory of her father. And um, he didn't even know what See's Candies was, but he knew that there was such an emotional connection that he wanted to make sure that that was there for her and it would never go away. And you know what, when I saw him and saw that connection with him, I realized that so often these are the touching moments that really make a difference in everyone's lives, you know? And I realized that that is what we are here to do, Seize Candies, is to bring those emotional connections to people once Mm -hmm. again, and to continue them and to start new traditions for people that, you know, maybe didn't even know about it before, you know? But that's really, that one story for me is really just, really helped me understand why we are here, why Seize Candies is here in New York. Uh, it's just, I can, I can see him today. I've never, I, I saw him again on Valentine's Day this year, you know, but I can see him today just like that. The same day, the first year of Valentine's yeah. Day, a gentleman also came in with a piece of paper that he had in his wallet and a, and a Valentine's Day heart, empty. And he had been filling that heart up for 30 or 40 years, the same heart. He would bring it back every year. And the piece of paper that he had in his wallet was the favorite flavors of his wife, and he keeps it in his wallet at all times, and he's had it in his wallet, he said, for 30 years. Oh. So he's always remembers what she wow. loves. Wow. And those are the things that, you know, really make me 100% sure that that's why we are here, Seize Candies, yeah. you know? Yeah,
1: that's amazing. Do you think that there's any possibility of there being more stores in New York?
0: You know, I, I, I definitely think, you know, New York is, New York is a big place, yeah. you know. Even when you think of Manhattan, so the stores, you know, on West Eight Street in the Village, and it's a great area for that. We also know that there is a demand for these candies, and you know, Upper West Side, Upper East Side, you know, there's Westchester, there's Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that there is a lot of opportunity out there, and we do feel that, you know, once we really get going we would love to open additional stores yeah. to to um, bring seas candies to more of the new yorkers yeah. so we we'd really do want to focus on that yeah. yeah
1: so it sounds like you have a pretty wide variety of people coming in but we, can you tell me about that
0: we do actually so there's the there's the there's there's really a few different kinds one is the seas candies customer mm-hmm. who may have grown up in the west coast mm-hmm. grew up with it et cetera, those are the ones that come in screaming and crying, taking pictures, <laughs> um, uh, FaceTiming their, their mother. Yeah. <laughs> one came in, this one lady came in and she was FaceTiming with her mom. <laughs> and she said, mom, look where I am. She was so excited. Aww. And the mother, I watched it happen. The mother said, you're home. Oh, you're home, you're oh. home. And she said, wait, no, no, I'm not home. The, <gasps> oh, no. I'm not in the store in Los Angeles. I'm here in the store in New York city. And the mother said, wait a minute. I, I I don't understand. She said, "No, no, I'm in New York City. Seize candies. We have a seized candies here in New York. Finally." So it was just one of those oh. things where the mother was so excited, and then all of a sudden she thought, "Oh no, wait! Don't be don't be disappointed, you know." So we get those people first and foremost. <laughs> then we get a lot of the tourists from around the world yeah. that cannot get seized candies in London or yep. Seize candies in Australia or Seize candies, you know, uh, in Brazil, etc. So we get a lot of people that come because. For them, these are areas oftentimes that, to my point, they can get anything. Mm -hmm. If you go to Saudi Arabia, Dubai, London, et cetera, if you really want something in particular, there's a pretty good chance that it's available there. Right. So when they find something that is not available there that they can take back, they're thrilled because it's really like, it's a piece of America, uh-huh. you know? And Seas Candies is that, yeah. they, they, they love it. It's amazing. The product is just delicious and amazing. And when they are able to pull it, take it back and people know that you can only get it in America. Right, they, it's a big deal, big deal, yeah. big deal. So, so we have the Seas Candies customers, we have the tourists. And then what's interesting is we have the New Yorkers that may have never heard of Seas Candies. Mm-hmm. And for us, for C's candies we are most interested in those people because uh-huh. what happens is those people come into the store for the first time or they receive a box of chocolate or some as a gift etc maybe a housewarming etc and they say they walk in and they say i have never had candy like this you know and and we explain why the chocolate is so delicious, yep. why it's made the same way it was made in 1921, why uh-huh. it's still using Mary C.'s original recipes. And when we explain all that to them and they, and they taste the difference, it's, it, they just come back for more. Yeah. The one word that we hear from those customers is a lot of times they will say, it tastes so fresh. Uh huh. Now, fresh is usually a word that you usually will describe fruit. Fruit. I don't know, vegetables, fish, okay? But you don't really think of the word fresh when it comes to chocolate, Uh but it's almost every single time a person tastes it for the first time, they use that word, it's so fresh. yep, Because when you taste the chocolate the way it's made, the way that we make it without preservatives without wax or paraffin in the chocolate just the the way the same recipes used from almost 100 years ago mm-hmm. you can taste the difference yeah. and it's really a difference that they respond to yeah and then once they have it and love it they want more
1: when i was in the store a couple of weeks ago after i left i called my boyfriend and i said he knows yeah. i love sugar and sweets and right. like and and it's a, it's actually a point of contention cuz he's so healthy and he you know but i, I, know. I called him and i said I just had the best right. chocolate. It just changed my life, this it's chocolate. True. like
0: <laughs> I mean, that's what happens with so many people. Yeah. You know, I mean, literally, sometimes they'll buy a piece or two pieces or try it. They'll eat it. The look on their face. Oh, my God. They'd like. <laughs> They like look at you like they're just like so stunned. Like, yeah. I can't believe this can be that good. Right.
1: And then you realize, you're like, what have I been eating this correct. whole time? Like, what? <laughs> what That's if, the other thing. <laughs> what are they telling me, yeah. you know? I mean, on once, these...
0: once you try our candies, once you try these candies, it's hard. Right. You're if, like,
1: oh, oh, this is chocolate. Correct. This, right. <laughs> this is the way
0: it's supposed to. In fact, it's a funny story. Growing up in Ohio, there was a neighbor. Her, I think her name was Gladys. Uh-huh. And at Christmas time holidays, she would make peanut brittle, uh-huh. okay? The kind of peanut brittle that was like the really thin peanut brittle uh-huh. that was like, you could see through, it was almost like glass. Yeah. And it stuck to your teeth. Yeah, And the peanuts had the casing still on them. The little Spanish yeah. peanuts were like, and it was really bad, okay? <laughs> okay. And you know what, Christmas people suddenly think they're a baker, Yeah, you know, when they really aren't, <laughs> they're yeah. not really a baker, but they <laughs> like to be at Christmas. So she would give mm-hmm. this to everybody. And I remember thinking, I, Cannot stand peanut brittle. Okay. And then 30 years ago, someone said to me, Gosh, would you like some C's candies peanut, peanut brittle? And I said to them, You know what? Gladys used to make that. Mm-hmm. And I really. Gladys turned me yeah, off of peanut brittle. I, I am can't do it. I'm <laughs> not interested in peanut brittle in the least. And then I tasted it. I never knew that peanut brittle could taste like that.
1: Uh huh.
0: I never in a million years knew that it could be that amazing. yeah. And it's Mary C's original recipe, still from early 1900s. It's never changed the way it's made. And when you taste it for the first time, you think, "What?" to your point, where have I been? Right. Like, <laughs> it's, I had no idea it was supposed to be this good. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. And ever since then, any of the toffees that we make, which is a lot of butter and just delicious stuff mm-hmm. in it, I mean, they're really some of the best-selling items we make because they're just so delicious. So good. Yeah.
1: Who was Mary C's?
0: So Mary C, it's an interesting lady. She was a Canadian. Uh-huh. And her son, Charles C, actually started C's Candies uh-huh. in 1921 using all of his mother's recipes. Okay. The first store opened was at 135 Western Avenue North in Los Angeles. Uh And um, he wasn't sure how to build the store necessarily. You know, like how do you make a candy store? Mm -hmm. So the the stores are all done in the iconic black and white motif. Mm -hmm. So when you walk in, you see our black and white floor, our Mm -hmm. white countertops, our old milk glass chandeliers. It's really done as a replica of Mary C's original kitchen. So when you step into the store, it's also really like a step back in time because it really brings you back to that time. And in 1921, when he opened that first store, people really responded to it, you know? In 1972, it became part of the Berkshire Hathaway family Uh in 1972. And Warren Buffett calls C's candies a dream business. (laughs) Charlie Munger, his partner, also notes that C's taught him an early lesson about the power of a good brand. So from 1972 and to now, See's Candies is part of the Berkshire Hathaway Corporation and has really remained true to the product.
1: Was, was Mary C. alive to see her store open?
0: She was. It's kind of an, an exciting story. So Charles moved his family with his mother, who was a widow. Uh-huh. They were Canadians. And he moved them to Los Angeles in the early 1900s. Okay. You know, I tell people, when you think of Los Angeles in the early 1900s, it really represented for so many people a new life.
1: Right. Palm the new trees, frontier.
0: Sun, you yeah. know? And if you're in a colder, darker climate, perhaps you're a widow, et cetera, it was really a chance of a new life. So mm-hmm. he took his mother there and opened the first seized candies in 1921 and used all his mom's recipes. And so she did see the fruit of his labor. Yeah. And he did something. So he did something that so many people do he did something that he personally had an emotional connection with, his mother's candy. Mm-hmm. And he brought it to the world because he knew the product was so great. And that's really what the best products in the world are mm-hmm. from, you know, there's a story behind it. Yeah. And if it wasn't for Mary C. and her original recipes, we wouldn't have the candy that we have today, yeah. you know? I mean, it's really, it was, it was her doing. It. And most of the pieces that we still make are same, exactly the same recipes that mm-hmm. that were her own.
1: And in some ways, your personal story mirrors mirrors his in that you were able to bring something that you cared about to the East Coast.
0: Correct. You know, so I so it's the same kind of thing. I knew that we needed Seize Candies in New York City, and I knew that I believed in the emotional connection for myself. Yeah, and I believed in the product. So that's why. I'm very proud to work for Seas yeah. and bring Seas Candies to New York City to so many people because it's 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 just really, it's very heartwarming mm-hmm. to see the response of the people when they walk through the door, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. Can I ask also, how, how did the Berkshire Hathaway Group decide and how did you help them decide where to place the store in New York?
0: Well, that's a great question. So- when we were looking for a store, you know, they entrusted me to really find a great location for them. Uh-huh. You know, I had lived in New York for 25 years. So there are different... When I first moved to New York in 1994, let's say, there were certain cross streets that to me represented New York, okay? Mm-hmm. You could really start at, you know, 72nd, then you have 57th, yep. then you have 42nd, mm-hmm. 34th, 14th, okay? Mm-hmm. Then there's those other streets like West 8th Street, mm-hmm. which... To me, for what See's Candies stands for, like a great, old, wonderful chocolate store, yeah. for me, West 8th Street represented the best fit for what See's Candies uh-huh. represents. So when we looked at different areas like Times Square, 34th Street, 57th Street, etc., we realized that being next to some of these big major brands that people really have no emotional connection with whatsoever, wasn't the right fit of where to put the store. Right. Because we realized that it needed to be in an area or a place where people would expect such a thing to happen. Mm -hmm. For me, that represented West 8th Street. Mm -hmm. West 8th Street, for me, and for so many people, was always that street... There was the thoroughfare. There was just something magical about West 8th Street. It was always the street that you would walk down or you would recognize or you would talk about. And even though it's not going east and west in both directions, like 34th, 42nd, 57th, it's one of those streets that people are drawn to for whatever the reason. They're drawn to West 8th Street. And I loved it because it represented tourists, et cetera, wanting to go down to that area, Greenwich Village. Uh It also represented the true New Yorkers that live there.
1: Yeah.
0: It has a true neighborhood feel. Right. It you is know? it's residential, it's right? It's residential. We- you feel that that's where A C's Candies would be in 1921. Mm-hmm. You feel as if that's where it would be. And if we had placed that store on 34th Street and Sixth Avenue, it just doesn't feel the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't feel the same connection you would have as the little wonderful chocolate shop that yeah. you bump into, you yeah. know, and you, and you have that neighborhood feel, mm-hmm. you know. And the Village, for so many people, represents that emotional connection and the connection of, of a personal service and connection with customers. Mm-hmm. So that's why we really wanted to be in the West Village for our first store because it really, to us, represents New York and the emotional connection with customers. Yeah. You know. Do you feel
1: connected to the immediate community there?
0: I do. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. You you can really feel the people's support. Yeah. So many people will come into the store and they'll say we are so glad you're here. We needed you, you know. Mm-hmm. So many people will say we're so happy you're here because you're what we need on West 8th Street, you know. Mm-hmm. So many people because C's Candies is a wonderful brand. However, sitting on West 8th Street, it's more than just a brand. It's a, it's, it's a feeling of a neighborhood environment and place that you can go, which is what West 8th Street, that's the feeling you get when you're on West 8th Street. Yeah. So yeah, you can really feel the support of all the neighborhood around it, you yeah. know? And even people travel, you know, the great thing is also West 8th Street, it's probably one of the most convenient places to get to yeah. because literally, Around the block from the B, the D, the A, the C, the E, the F, the M. I mean, every subway stop goes there. So from for me also, we wanted to place where people could also easily get to. Mm-hmm. And we I knew that part of finding the store location would be that the New Yorkers who take subways all the time. Yep needed at a convenient location to be able to get off and get to the store. So that's why we ultimately chose that location. Yeah.
1: West 8th Street has changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah, do, you think, do you think that it will continue to be the place for Seas to, to be its home? In New you know, York?
0: I do think that for Seas Candies, we really feel that that is the best location to start our presence mm-hmm. in New York City. We know that that will always be the first C's Candy store in New York City, and yeah. for that, we'll always have a nostalgic feel. Yeah. Now that we have brought the store there, then we can venture to other areas in the city. Mm-hmm because there's always the roots that you go back to, which is the mm-hmm. original store. And so when you walk into that original store, if you walk into many of the other stores that are in New York City that has multiple locations, the mm-hmm. first one always has a sentimental feel to it. It does. You feel like, okay, this is the first. This is where they started. This yeah. was the first one. And that's what we always want that store to represent to, yeah. to the New Yorkers, Absolutely. too. That that's, that's the first one that came to New York.
1: Absolutely. What, what do you expect from West 8th in the, in the coming years? You know,
0: I think that we are going to experience a lot of changes over the next couple of years in terms of the retail map of New York City in general yeah, and also West 8th Street. I think, I really believe that people are going to start going back to more connections mm-hmm. in many ways, okay? Look, people love to be on their phones, text, Instagram, all these different things. I do believe that people are going to start, I think there's gonna be a turning point where people really want the personal interaction again. Mm -hmm. And I believe that they're gonna want it personally in their lives and they're gonna want it personally in stores, you know? I believe that people are going to start going back and wanting and supporting the local storefronts. Yeah. Because I think people are going to start realizing the benefit and the wonderful experience it is around Mm -hmm. it. So I do think that even though in New York, we're going through an interesting time with retail space Mm -hmm. and, you know, more and more stores being empty, candidly. I think that what you're going to see is more people like us, Seize Candies, Giving it all and helping to make a difference on that retail yeah. storefront in New York, I do. I do believe that you're going to start seeing people wanting that again. Yeah, you know, it's almost like if you eat strawberry a lot of strawberry pie, okay, and you've had strawberry pie every day for four years. You know, eventually you're like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't want any strawberry pie. But then suddenly, when there's no strawberry pie, okay, and you haven't eaten strawberry pie for eight months, then it becomes a year, and then two years, you want strawberry pie again, okay. I think that people, because they're lacking in all of these things, social interaction, going into a store, buying things from mm-hmm. a person that they know, that person suggesting a great gift idea for their mother, father, et cetera, right. because I think it's we've gone so far away from it, yeah. I think people are going to come back to
1: yeah, it. Yeah, I think they're going to come back fast. I, I think so I too. I hope so, but yeah, I think you're you're right that people are starting to really crave that. And it's pretty amazing that you're able to reaffirm that need. You know, when people come into your store and they're saying, oh gosh, like I haven't had a good experience with a person in a store in, you know, months right. or whatever. And they come in to seize and you're able to help them and to give them personal opinions and right. and personal your own personal expertise. Right. And and then they can say, oh, that was worth it. That wow. was good. Now I'll go down the street. Right. You know, now say, I'll try a next store. Right,
0: they'll say, what a difference. You know, right. I think we've all become just accustomed to going in and making a purchase, yeah, and the person just saying like, "Okay, how can I help?" Next right. in line, you know. But when you walk into a store like Seize Candies, and they say, "Welcome to Seize Candies. Are you looking for a gift for yourself or for someone else?" Mm-hmm. And you can say, "Oh my gosh, you've got to try the peanut butter fudge. Uh-huh. It'll change your <laughs> life." You know, when you when you get that experience, you really realize that that's what retail is supposed to be yeah. that's what built this country that's what built new york city mm-hmm. that those experiences of people one on one relating to the customers and that's what it's all about yeah. and it, and that experience you cannot put a price on yeah you can't Absolutely. you don't get that from a computer screen you don't get that from an iphone you don't get mm-hmm. that from you know different technology. The only way you can get that is from personal relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's what really built New York City. And that's why I'm so hopeful that those personal relationships mm-hmm. and that stores will continue to thrive by bringing that once again to New York City. Mm-hmm.
1: So maybe somewhat ironically, one of the ways that you can get people into the stores is by using social media. That is ironic, right? yeah. Um, what's, what's your right. process look like with social yeah. media, especially when you're, you're in some ways moving away from it? Right, right.
0: yeah. So, you know, so we do, you know, we have an Instagram that's countrywide, a national Instagram account. We have a national Facebook account, etc. And then sometimes we will do a local, you know, social media blurb through different things, mm-hmm. you know, and that's impactful and meaningful. We also know that C's Candies was really built on the connection. And it's kind of like a grassroots kind of thing, it's kind of like you do a little and then it grows even more and then those five people tell their five friends and then those 10 people tell their 20 friends and then their 20 friends tell their 100 friends. Yeah. It's the same thing that happens. It's really, it's really more about people's connection to it. Yeah. And in a world where we all place so much emphasis on social media... I think that we need to remember that the best social media in the world is not on a screen that you look at, but from the best friends you have that you say something to, mm-hmm. you know? And that's the thing. I mean, that's what... Social media is not a new thing. Social media has always been around. It's just social media was done with...
1: It was just shut social. It wasn't right? media. It was, it was just social. <laughs> you just talked to each yeah. other. You
0: were so excited about yeah. something. You shared something you had or or you you said, look at this, what I got. So yeah. that... Social media is not a new thing. It's yeah. just, there's a new avenue it's being done, you know? And I think for Seize Candies, we really, you know, we just love the one-on-one interaction mm-hmm. and the word of mouth. And, it, and that alone will, will continue to spread the magic of, of Seize Candies.
1: Are you close with any of the the owners of neighboring businesses on on West 8th or in the village?
0: Sure. You know, I mean, we, re- we regularly, I will regularly go into the different stores yeah. and, you know, and speak to them, especially on West 8th Street. Mm-hmm. You know, we work with the Village Alliance, which is great because they really, you know, we do different, promote different events. Yeah. And, you know, I go around the corner and walk in Bigelow Pharmacy all the time, mm-hmm. which to me is also, I mean, look, that, store is great it's been there forever okay and it's in the west village i mean and people go from all over to go to that store and so i do regularly go into all of the other stores and we all support each other you know it's 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 like a family i i one of the other the funny thing is one of the other stores that were as a new yorker i always went to was raffetto's on west houston that was such a magical place to me and I would walk in 20 years ago and they would say, you know, what kind of pasta do you want? Can we cut it? You know, we just made this fresh. And for me, that experience, that experience there helped me understand the experience that was needed when we came to New York at yeah. Sea Scandies, you know? And that store has been there since what, 1906? And the product is amazing. There's no doubt about it. The product is amazing product. You know what makes it even more amazing though, is when you walk in and you see the same people's faces in there making a difference and asking what you'd like. And it's the familiarity with the people that you walk in and making suggestions. That's what it's all about. That's what makes the difference, you know? That's what really makes the difference. You can have a beautiful store. You can have amazing product. You can have the perfect location, but if you don't have the people, that represent what's in there, that are standing there and connecting with the customers walking in, then you have nothing. Yeah. That is the most important part, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's important that we really also get to know our other stores around in the area. So we do regularly try to really like connect, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's important.
1: So I'm guessing that would be one of your tips for anyone who was thinking of opening their own business in New York would be to really focus on, on customer service and experience. And yes,
0: you know, it's the simplest, it's the simplest. um, It's like retail 101, Mm -hmm. you know, it really is, but it's for some reason. Okay. So here's the other thing. So I've always been in sales all my life, you know, and I always made a career in sales nowadays. If you say, what do you do? Okay, for a living, et cetera. And they say, Oh, I'm in sales, you know, not the same feeling as it was in 1955. Do you mean there were salesmen in 1955? Right. Now it's like, oh, you're in sales until your next thing, you yeah. know. I mean, for me, um, it's it's really about doing something that you love and really, you know, honing in on those skills, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any other tips for, for potential business owners in the city?
0: You know, I think, I think the, the main thing I think you need to do if you, if you want to do business in New York City, okay, the number one thing is find a product that people want or they'll respond to, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. You have to have a product that people really want. Once you find the product that people really want, okay, whatever that is, then the next step is finding the right place to put the product and placing the right people in the store to represent mm-hmm. it, okay? I do think that there's huge opportunities in New York City for all kinds of things. I think that people get fearful, you know, of all the, the difficult aspects of business, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Rent, um, employees, um, so many things that you can, that, 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 that are, you know, that are scary. I can tell you, though, that America and New York City was built on people opening those stores and opening their hearts, and when you do that and when you are one of those people that opens a business and can bring that, it gives you s- such fulfillment that you can never get in any other career. Mm -hmm. Working for C's Candies and bringing C's Candies to New York City is the most fulfilling thing that I've done in my entire career Mm -hmm. because it really is, it changes your life. And you can see that every day in the people that walk through the store. So we are just really thrilled to be able to bring it. And when you wanna do your own business, even though it's scary, even though you you may say, oh my gosh, can I really do it? I will tell you the, the, the benefit of doing it, just the sheer reward from doing it is huge, huge. It's the most, um, I've never, I've never done anything in my entire career that has brought me such joy and pleasure as, as this. Exactly. (laughs) It's chocolate. So, you know, and what's not to love, right? It is true. I mean, it's, it's just it's just it's just really fulfilling to see that. You know, we have so many people. One guy comes in every night and buys two pieces. I mean, one lady comes every other day and buys three lollipops. I mean, Aww. it's just it's just so fulfilling. You yeah. know, they become your friends. They yeah. become people that you know and love and it's not it's not a chore of a business. It's mm-hmm. it's more about the pleasure of um those experiences. And that's what Seize Candies is all about. That's what we're all about. We're really all about the emotional connection. Easter time people come in and I have, we have people that are 60, 70, 80 years old that will say, oh my gosh, when I was five, my mother always made sure to have a Bordeaux Easter egg in my Easter basket every year. You know, and this is 70 years later, you know? I mean, it's really, it's like, that is the, that is as a business owner, you know, that's what, what I think is the best reason why to start your own business. And that's why we wanted to bring these Candies to New York this way, you know? I think for us, we still need to get the word out that we're here, yeah. you know? I mean, I think it's it's still one of those things where we need people to really know that we're here. And for people that know that that we're there and people that know what the product is, that they need to use their own social media mm-hmm. personally. And let other people know about the store. Right. That, pass it on. Yeah, pass it on. And, you know, the thing is, it's like if you know the best place to buy something that's delicious and amazing, et cetera, it's not about promoting something as it is you're just sharing it right. with exactly. a friend. Sharing you're just, a
1: good experience. Right. And, right. And,
0: that, and that's what you do. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, that makes a difference. Yeah. You know, that's what we really need people to continue to do and talk about and, and buy that you know what, then more people learn about it and um, more people will come and it just, you know, touch more people's lives. And then on Valentine's Day, you have more people in 50 years Mm -hmm. that walk in and do the same thing that the first gentleman did the first Valentine's Day we were open. That's what life is about. That's what really life is about. Yeah, it's, it's difficult times in New York in general, not just for West 8th Street, all of the city. You know, you, you see it around everywhere. And it's one of the reasons why I think more and more people are seeing it and then saying, hey, wait a minute, this isn't what we want. Right. They want, you know, they want it to be right. different. They want it to be stored. They want it to have that interaction. Mm-hmm. So I do think that we, Seize Candies will certainly flourish and continue to do so in that location despite everything that happens around it because people will want to come to it. And we want to be part of the transition to bring the renaissance back to West 8th Street.
1: Yeah, I do think that it brings people's eyes up off their phones when, you know, they find something online and they're so excited to go and they're, they're going, they're going, they're going, and they get there and you look up off Google Maps and it's closed. Right. And there's a, you know, for rent sign in the window. Right. And... All of a sudden, you're like, "Whoops!" Yeah, right? Uh, if I had not, you know, ordered everything on the internet for in the last six—that's what I was just
0: going to say. Then, what's the next reaction? What do you do when you see your yeah. favorite store? What is your first? What is your first human reaction when you see that? You say, "Oh my gosh!" Like,
1: what could I have done?
0: What could I have done? Why didn't I shop here more? Why right. didn't I tell more people about it? Why? Right. Wh- why did this happen? Right. You know.
1: So people need to do that now. They need to do it
0: now. That's what you need to do now at your local business in New York City. At those local stores, that's what you need to do. You need, you you can't let that happen. You need to be proactive to make sure that that doesn't happen. You Mm -hmm. have to say, I wanna make sure that when I walk up to that store, it's there. I don't wanna walk up to the store and say, oh my gosh, why didn't I go there every week? Why didn't I buy that holiday gift? Why didn't I buy the birthday gift there? Why didn't I support it more? regret is a horrible thing in life. Regret is one of those things where you should proactively make sure that you have as little regret as possible in your life. And the way not to have regret in that is to support the stores that you love.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll say, take some time and find things without using Google Maps. You know, things that don't have... Ads popping up at the correct. top of search engines, right? Right. Because if you're walking around and you say, "Oh wow, that place looks so interesting. That you know, that right. place has a story. Right. You can feel that in a way when you're walking around that you can't feel when you're correct searching keywords on no. a search engine. You know.
0: And when you walk into those stores and you get the experience, you mm-hmm. leave going, "Wow! I mean, it feels so good when you, when that yeah. happens to you. Yeah. You know? And
1: especially if you found it yourself, then right. you get to say. Oh, I did that. And right. then you want to go back.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what will continue helping the local businesses survive. And that's what we believe in at Seize Candies. And that's mm-hmm. why we know that that location on West 8th Street will continue to thrive because people will come to see us. We also hope that us being on West 8th Street will be part of new beginnings for West 8th Street as well, you know.
1: Thanks so much for listening. My name is Ellie Cody, and this has been Manhattan Sideways. If you'd like to learn more about this particular business, or to discover and read about thousands of other fascinating small businesses on the side streets of Manhattan, please visit our website on Instagram and Facebook, at nysideways.